Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast. This week on Temple Archives, we are doing Star Wars, the 2015 run, Volume 4, The Last Flight of the Harbinger. My name is Noma, and I am joined today by my co-host, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. How about you? Not too bad either. I am really excited for this issue or this volume because it covers mm. a lot of fun stuff. And at the very beginning, a very special story, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a it's a nice breath of fresh air considering the last comic we did. The Star Wars run, yeah. Run. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, and the 2015 run. <laughs> yeah. But we won't go too much into that. And uh, my other co-host today is Ed. Hello, hello. How's it going? Not too bad. Yeah, I have. The, I didn't realize until we started reading it that I had the same kind of reaction as Dan. I was just like, why does this feel so, so familiar? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know this is where I met you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nice story. Mm-hmm. So before we jump into our review for this comic, Ed, do you mind telling the listeners what Temple Archives is all about? Absolutely. So on Temple Archives, we go over Star Wars canon, and that can be anything related to books, comics, movies, TV shows, whatever the canon is, we got it. We talked about it and how it works. We summarize the story for you of whatever media it's through. Um, we try to figure out where it fits in the timeline and how it relates to either legends material, current canon material, or anything that we've heard in passing. And through that, we start to have a little discussion, our thoughts on it. We give it ratings on what we think, you know, just based on multiple factors of the book. And then we try to give you recommendations on if you like this, here's something you might like, here's something you might like. And then we round it off for you by letting you know what we're going to be talking about next. So there's a lot of things we talked about here. We try to do a rapid fire kind of analysis of it. But if there's something you miss, if there's something you want to know more about, or if there's more recommendations you're looking for, now there's a bunch of ways to ask and get in contact with us. Um, Dan's got a whole list ready to go for you. But please make sure that if you do not hear anything at the start, we will go over this at the end again. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ed. Um, I was just going to add, too, if you have any recommendations for what we should cover, I mean, feel free to do that as well, because we're just going through like release schedule, basically, of when these books came out. But if there's one that you're really itching to hear about, um, I we could probably fit that in. So just let us know about that as well. You can do all that by going to voiceoftheforce.com, where you have a contact us page there, or you can just take a look at all our episodes and all the nice artwork and stuff that has been done for all of the different temple archives, as well as all of our fun discussion episodes that we had. Uh, you can also email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com with any questions, comments, theories, queries, anything of that sort, recommendations. You can also find us on social media at Twitter and Instagram, the username at voiceforcepod. And if you do, please retweet and repost our new episode tweets because it helps get the word out of our podcast so more people can listen and pitch in, pitch in. <laughs> bitching and they can pitch in and uh give us their opinions on what we're covering for the podcast remember listen rate review follow and subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts google podcasts soundcloud spotify amazon music and all major podcast platforms and if you do review us please submit a awesome five-star review if you are so inclined unless you really hate us and give us a one star and if you do leave any sort of review please let the people know listeners potential listeners know why you gave us that rating comment it does help give people an idea of what you enjoyed about the podcast or didn't enjoy and if you subscribe or follow for free on your podcast platform of choice you'll get the latest episode as soon as it releases downloaded to your device and at the very end of the podcast remember to listen because you'll know what we'll be covering next on temple archives noma thank you dan 
without further ado, let's get into this review, starting with the cover. As we said at the top, this is Star Wars Volume 4, The Last Flight of the Harbinger. The writer for this series is Jason Aaron and Christopher Eliopoulos. Mm-hmm. The cover artist is Mike Deodato Jr. And the pencilers are Chris Eliopoulos, Mike Mayhew, and George or Jorge Molina or Molina. As always, if I have butchered or mispronounced any of your names, I apologize for that. The cover art that we've got here is pretty interesting because as we kind of find in this comic, it's a little bit of a twist. We've got a bunch of X-Wings that are kind of flying away from a Star Destroyer with lots of explosions going around, going on all around them. And it kind of looks like they're trying to outrun the Harbinger. But as we kind of learn later on, that might not be completely what is happening. And uh, yeah, overall, it's a nice action piece. It definitely looks like something that, you know, would entice someone to pick up this book. Definitely. Especially if you like space battles. And uh, yeah, not too much else to say about that for me. How about you guys? Any thoughts? I just... Um, oh, go ahead, Ed. It, it's got that kind of little B-movie almost kind of yeah. uh, poster to it. And you see that, it's just like, ah, that's kind of cool. What's that? Mm-hmm. that? Like, if it didn't have Star Wars planted on it, you'd be like, that's still pretty cool. I'm not sure that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometime. Because it's... Like you said, like it's, all you can see is like the explosions in the ship. And it's like... Explosions and chips. What, yeah. What do you want? Like we're making it that simple for you. So, yeah, it's not bad cover. Yeah, yeah, I like the the coloring on it. It is pretty flashy, and it's like got like the warm colors opposed to the dark colors at the very top. The I'm not an artist, but I can kind of see like they're trying to drag your attention up to the word Star Wars, but also to like the bottom mm-hmm. where Luke Skywalker is in the X wing with R two. So you can kind of mm. see like there's a lot of movement in both directions going up and down towards the the person looking at the book. Yeah, it's just really fun. Good amount of detail here too with the Star Destroyer, the X-Wings, even in the cockpit with Luke. Like there's good amount of detail and it's definitely enticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's the very kind of interesting kind of detail where like if you stare at it long enough there's not actually a lot of detail in there yeah but they've done a really good job with negative and positive space to make it look like just kind of glancing at it that especially for luke's cockpit there's a ton of stuff going on inside right yeah and like the shading i think also helps like you can kind of fill it in with your your mind mm-hmm. a little bit which is great yeah it's just a very good use of uh, kind of like artistic tricks yeah but yeah that's definitely true all right so From here, let's head into our spoiler-free synopsis and discussion. The Rebels launch a desperate plan to relieve the allied planet of Tureen 7 and manage to capture the Star Destroyer Harbinger in order to do so. However, this ragtag, bare-bones Rebel crew are forced to face down a deadly threat in order to complete their mission, the Stormtrooper Scar Squad, Task Force 99. All right, so as always, yeah, very kind of quick and kind of vague description as we jump into this. Uh, so what were you guys' overall thoughts on Last Flight of the Harbinger? Ed, let's start with you. Enjoyable fan book, I think, mm-hmm. is the way to go for this because you get a bit of everything, and especially with the characters, you, you get a bit of everything for the characters working with the Rebellion. You get some interesting stories with the Empire side as well. They even, they even give you the little, um, I like to call it the incompetence cameo now. The um, <laughs> incompetence what? Cameo. Cameo, Where there's okay. Al- there's always going to be one, and it, it's not that it's a specific person showing up. It's a, spe- it's a specific scenario yeah. showing up all the time. 
I'll just I want to quote the line because that's it doesn't give anything away. It's oh, just pa- the, pass me your blaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. You know exactly what it was. That's why yeah. it's so yeah. 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 Pass me like, your blaster. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Can I, can I see that for a second? Like, yeah. What? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, right. It happens so often with, but you see, that's the difference now between legends and canon because in legends it was a staple, mm-hmm. right? And in canon, we're seeing this more so over posturing yeah where it is now okay you won't do it yourself but we'll make sure something happens yeah kind of thing and it's like i it's still similar but there's just something that's so funny about the fatalism of just like shit i don't even want to go tell them like just 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 get just get just get like I, there was a scene in, Mandal- in Mandalorian where, like, that was kind of what was going on, but like, it was a mix of the old and the new. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it was just like, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You locked them like, in where? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, so that's happening. All right, boom, boom, and yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I still, I still love that moment. We locked them in the cargo control area. Uh, the what? The what? Yeah, <laughs> the cargo control. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah no and it, it's you're you're right and it's always and uh, yeah we'll talk about this in the spoiler discussion more but it's always that same thing where they always start off the same way constantine does just so full of it yep yeah and just like <laughs> nothing can defeat it's that uh it's the the anime meme the i'm a genius oh no yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i planned this out for three months <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you'll love to see it even if uh even if a couple of us do prefer the Empire over the Rebels. Yeah. Something that, that you never get tired of. No. <laughs> I'd love trope. to see it happen on the Rebel side when, now and again. And because their shock value never never lasts that long. Mm, right. And the consequences aren't as heavy. Right. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Dan, how about you? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this uh, collection of comics in this issue and in this volume. We get a little bit of side story at the very beginning which is really fun with like from the last uh, i think we had a story an issue of this before where it's like a side story with like obi-wan in his journal we start mm. off with that which is really fun and then we get into um the task force 99 a little bit and then it gets into the, like the thick of the story um mm. so it was a really like jumbled um volume compared to like yeah you know the rebel jail volume or even like volume two or volume one like there was kind of like a few different stories going on at the same time but like mm-hmm. the first one not connected to any of the other stuff, really. Yeah, it was just, it was a fun rebel mission that just, as always, doesn't go according to plan. <laughs> and you get like fun moments between some of the, you know, the staple characters like Han and Leia and you know, Luke, mm-hmm. C-3PO, Chewbacca, all like all these characters, right? And yeah. there's some, there's some really interesting things. Like I would say without any spoilers, like the, the art style changes because there's a few different artists in here so like Mm -hmm. in the first issue with the obi-wan issue you get like a really hyper realistic kind of portrait style like movie look to the characters and then it jumps into like a very cartoonish look like the main section the way that i kind of because and it kind of threw me off especially when you see leia but the way that i kind of ended up categorizing that in my mind is it's like a it's like a disneyfied star wars yeah i'm sorry like, yeah like disney princess kind of yeah because like chewbacca like when he's in it like you see him like, there's not a lot of detail on his fur so he looks like he's like yeah. this big like yeah. he big doesn't look like a carpet he looks like a play-doh almost like because it's like there's a few lines that kind of show like it is fur 
but it also yeah. like he had big eyes and it like it was a very cartoony look to chewbacca like you would see on yeah. like chewbacca in the forest of fear cover you know like that kind of look and i think part of that i mean this is just a little artistic detail part of that is that if you look back at him there's no like outside aside from his outline there's no black lines to show his fur yeah exactly part of him it's all it's all different browns which you know it's not it a helps, bad thing but... but it does kind of make all the fur kind of look like it's all mold, like uh blending in with itself yeah mm. there were some choices but... in in terms of like what happens in some of the issues i'm like mm. okay didn't think that could happen but sure yeah but there's <laughs> some really fun interactions between characters that you're like oh shit didn't see that coming or like yeah. This is really fun interaction between like this character fighting another character and that kind of stuff. But it it was yeah, a fun yeah. volume. Like I didn't have to put it down like sixteen times to get through it. Like I read it through <laughs> all in all this morning, like just yeah. quick, right? Yeah, and it it doesn't kind of break your immersion or or bring up questions that we had with you know some of the other Star Wars. Yeah, stuff we've exactly. Read before. Yeah, for myself, it's it's basically the same kind of thing. The art style was definitely something I also noticed, and well, really kind of the the second novel or the second uh vol issue, issue onwards where leia like like i said she she leia really looks like a disney princess i mean it. she technically and is everyone else is now. yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, especially with the eyes like that's the the main thing i noticed but it was just like nobody else looked like a disney character so mm. that kind of threw me off i did like her look but it yeah it was a little bit odd Jarring. that way yeah, yeah and kind of the same thing you were saying as well for the first couple issues the story jumps all over the place like we're in completely different characters completely different things going on but what i liked about it was that they all tie together really well yeah like oh, it, oh yeah they, definitely yeah they, they never present it in a way that's confusing and then it all kind of comes together really nicely we had some cool callbacks uh, my least favorite character in the star wars universe is I in know. this comic Let's... and she's at her least infuriating yeah she's kind of becoming <laughs> so her own far. character now except i don't like that someone handed her the script for episode five but we'll yeah. talk about that yeah. later but aside from yeah. that it was all pretty good yeah and yeah overall i mean like we were saying this is it's a it's a good issue it's it's fun it kind of grows some character relations or character arcs that we didn't necessarily see but it's good to kind of see it happening right. in this there's a couple parts where some of the things get a little bit ridiculous but i mean i still bought it right there was never any points where i was like this doesn't make sense right. like we were talking about in some there's of a few stuff. that i had moments of, of this doesn't make sense I was, that's fair yeah i was ready to just kind of like roll my eyes to the back of my head at one point but no nah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like because i was mad it's just like uh, okay okay yeah okay, i guess we're doing this now yeah <laughs> all right so i think that about wraps up everything we've got for our you know non-spoiler discussion so from this point onwards here is the spoiler warning so from here, we're going to go over a quick synopsis of what actually happens in this comic, and then we're going to have our full spoiler discussion. If you're interested in reading Last Flight of the Harbinger, and if you do like Star Wars, I would recommend that, then I'd recommend stopping here, going and giving it a look, and then coming back. And this is the last spoiler warning. So let's jump into the full synopsis. Like we said earlier, this thing really jumps all over the place. So the first story we have actually has nothing to do with the rest of the volume. It's interesting, though. So it takes place on Tatooine when Luke is, I would assume, like, he's just hitting double digits, like 10 or 11. He looks pretty young. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely and, young. Yeah, and also because we get this perspective as well from Obi-Wan, oh, there's no gray in Obi-Wan at all. So it's definitely earlier, but I assume maybe a little bit after we last saw him in, in this Star Wars run. Yeah. And 
we basically get something kind of interesting, which is Black Chrysanthemum goes after the Lars homestead, j- runs in there, beats the shit out of Owen and drags him away as uh, Luke has conveniently run away from home, but he comes back and finds Baru with a blaster, and Baru's like, oh, we have to get the farmers. Something just came out and grabbed Owen. And he's like, <laughs> oh. Tough, furry, black. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay, let's not, That we're getting a little bit. His name's Black uh, Santa. What do you want from yeah. me? <laughs> we're not, it, it doesn't get into any, any raunchy materials. But anyways, yes. Luke yes. basically uh, looks at the T-16 Skyhopper that we, you know, we've heard that he had in episode four and stuff like that. Well, the Lars head, and at the same time, Chrysanthemum is just beating the shit out of Lars on a cliff with like a big, like, like, I don't know, yeah, like, I don't know yeah, some some sort of like stun baton gun thing, yeah, and, yeah, and scary, yeah, right. And Owen's like, I don't know what you want, like, stop hitting me, I don't know what you're yeah. asking me. And then Obi Wan shows up and he's like, No, he just wants you to be in pain, so I'll show up. And we get a cool little monologue, and there's some interesting stuff where I was like. Okay, I get it, but like, come on, it'll be one where he's like, oh, I'm trying to control my breathing, so he doesn't know how much I'm panting after climbing this cliff, and I'm like, you couldn't have jumped. Uh, but he, he basically, uh, he squares off with Black Chrysanthemum. It doesn't go well, because he's trying to hide his Jedi powers from, mm-hmm. I guess, just Black Chrysanthemum, because Owen I don't know knows. if he's trying to hide them, or he's just trying to, like... No, well, because he says yeah. he doesn't want to pull out his lightsaber. He doesn't want to do any yeah, of this yeah. stuff. He just wants to, like, talk him down. It doesn't work. He yeah, gets the all. shit kicked out of him. It's he a gets, selling Geos moment. Yeah, I was about to yeah. Geos. He's, he, he's channeling his predecessor. Yeah. He gets the shit kicked out of him, except by a Wookiee instead of a Nihil. And he basically is... is he, gets, he even gets electro-netted. And yeah. he's just like, ah, this isn't going according to plan. Uh, <laughs> pretty Owen tries, Yeah, Owen tries to intervene, and we get a cool moment where... Because you're like, well, why, Owen? Why would you try to intervene? But Obi-Wan points out, like, Tatooine doesn't raise cowards. Yeah. And cowards get turned into ash in Tatooine. So, of course, he's he's actually got balls, right? Uh, Black Chrysanthemum responds by throwing him off, off the cliff. Yeah. And Obi-Wan basically starts doing this kind of interesting scene. He cuts his way out of the... Yeah, he cuts his way out of the Electronet. He gives Black Chrysanthemum the eye scar. Which is awesome. So I that. love that little, a little um, hint. Yeah, and he's basically so as he's basically doing this thing where he's trying to hold Owen from falling off the cliff as he's beating Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah, at one point Black Chrysanthemum picks up a boulder, Obi Wan cuts it in half and gives him the eye scar, like pushes him away, buries him under the rocks, gets but Black Chrysanthemum gets up and fights him again. He drops Owen, but Luke manages to catch him with the T sixteen. Normally, I would be like, I think all of Owen's bones are broken, but yeah. it's Luke, so I'm sure he figured <laughs> out a way to do it well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, basically they fly away. Obi-Wan doesn't, Obi-Wan and Luke don't see each other, only Owen sees uh, Obi-Wan, and he kind of gives him a wink, like, you know, thanks, thanks for the help, and yeah, Obi-Wan, oh, also, sorry, I missed this part, to get rid of Black Chrysanthemum, Obi-Wan pushes him off the other side of the cliff, (laughs) (laughs) and then buries him under a bunch of rocks, so he goes looking for Black Chrysanthemum afterwards, doesn't find him, and basically comes to a realization of like, okay, so Jabba hired Black Chrysanthemum to find me after what he did in the last book that we saw in that flashback, but Black Chrysanthemum failed and ran away. And so he's not going to be welcome on Tatooine anytime soon because Jabba is going to feel like Chrysanthemum betrayed him. Yeah. Which is true, right? We don't see Black Chrysanthemum back until uh, he comes on Tatooine with Vader and then he's not working for Jabba. He's working for Vader to find Luke. Right. Mm. In the earlier Star Wars volumes. But yeah, that kind of wraps up that story. It's kind of, it's a nice little story. It's cool to see Obi-Wan, you know, a lot doing of nods. anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing that is a little bit odd, I found, Owen and Kenobi, I mean, maybe it's just because of the desperation of the situation. Mm. They've got a really good relationship. It shows a different this. side of both of them, or at least Owen. Yeah. Because, like, at the very beginning of it, too, like, 
Owen's coming back from Tashi Station with parts to repair the Skyhopper for Luke. Because he's mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry, Luke. Like, I lost my temper or like whatever the hell the situation was beforehand where he like mm -hmm. made Luke feel like he had to run away. Yeah, um, yeah. So he kind of tried to make it up by buying some parts to repair the Skyhopper. And like that's mm -hmm. when Luke comes back and realizes, okay, I can repair the Skyhopper myself. And then yeah. he, that's how he saves him, right? Like, I thought yeah, that was a good moment to humanize uncle owen because he is always portrayed as an asshole and like a hard <laughs> hard line against luke and like he's always like luke you gotta yeah, do yeah. this you gotta do the you know you gotta stay for the harvest you gotta do all this stuff mm -hmm. and then like when he's talking to obi-wan he's like obi-wan you stay away from this family stay away from the homestead like i don't want you in my life at all or luke's life right yeah, yeah. you're just mm -hmm. bringing problems and honestly mm -hmm. he did with this because chrysanthemum wouldn't have come here without obi-wan intervening that one time with the jabba um mm -hmm bandit guys but i mean it needed to happen because otherwise it could be captured by jabba mm -hmm. or killed yeah so, and i mean at the same time I, I can't understand the relationship like why owen still says to luke don't don't talk to ben in episode yeah. four because mm -hmm. you know he's just trying to keep him away from from all the, trouble. the jedi lifestyle like he, yeah. he really is just trying to help and save him like he doesn't want him involved in any sort of violence whatsoever mm -hmm. he's being a good guardian yeah and and sometimes that doesn't paint you in the best light, even though they don't realize. You're trying to do your best I, for them. I, I bet you, like, if Luke was able to, like, somehow look back and see all this stuff and just sit there, he'd be like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Like, half the time he'd just he'd be apologizing at the time for just making it so difficult for for Owen at the same time. And then after after seeing with Ben and everything like that, like, okay, and now I made this choice, and you've protected me all this time, and now you're just dead because you got burned by Stormtroopers. It's like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> Right? But even still, like Obi Wan's already in full old man mode, even though he's not old man. Yeah, yet. like <laughs> that. That was really weird. Yeah. He's like, I okay. guess they, they. I felt like they had to nerf him so that Black Chrysanthemum would stand a chance. He's gonna have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Waving around this gigantic, like any any other Jedi, would be like, why even? F Again, I never understand with them. It's just like you guys have this amazing force power mm -hmm. that you're all describing as some kind of different shit to you. But no matter how different it is, you can just pick this guy up and just toss him into mm -hmm. the stratosphere if you want. I mean, Why yeah, you, you, you should orbit, yeah, orbit him. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just like, and he was, having a, he was giving a lecture before doing that. Yeah. So it was just like, what the hell? Like, okay, you say you're tired because you climbed the thing. Even though we've learned for so many things, there's different tricks and stuff you can use to just completely dissipate that and reflect mm -hmm. yourself in the span of no, no fewer than a few seconds. So from there, it's like, okay, you've now made it up here. You see the situation. You assess the situation. Big threat to everybody. Bye. Yeah. I understand that, you know, maybe there's, there's the preservation and everything like that, but you are trying to save a life. You are trying to do that. Mm. And Obi-Wan has just been notorious now for just maiming a bunch of people in this galaxy and then yeah, leaving yeah. them to live with it. <laughs> it's they, so fucking true. It's a great point, though, because theoretically, from the logic we've seen from Obi-Wan, who, yeah, disarms the Aqualish in, Not in only that, but Isley, right? Cuts Darth Maul in half. Yeah, yeah, cuts Darth Maul in half, gets rid of all of Anakin's organic limbs. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he's a, he's a pretty good Jedi. He's not killing people. He's dismembering no. them. Oh, it's, it's, Zan Wessel's on, too. It's, yeah, it's Zan Wessel, Batman yeah. Argument. It's straight, it's straight up is because like you know it's not Bane path of destruction it's Kenobi path of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> all, all he's doing is oh, like, shit. you're in half and you have no arms and you have no arms and legs and you don't have this and I'm taking your eye. I mean to be yeah. fair, 
I'm gonna kick Savage in the leg so much times that it's gonna <laughs> break his leg. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, <laughs> thank you. I'm not- oh, and he cuts off Savage's arm too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's good at that. Disturber, man. It's yeah. Just like, yeah, all of a sudden, right. yeah, but all of a sudden he's pulling punches. It's yeah, just like, uh, okay. I think one, two things that I noticed with, with Obi Wan in this issue or this, yeah, this mm-hmm. issue was one, he comes up and he's like, "There's, you know, the sense of uh, that I haven't sensed in a long time, which is fear." Right. Mm. And so like he hasn't felt that for so long, but he's feeling it now. So again, that could have had some sort of play on his his force powers and his connection to the force a little bit at the beginning of that fight, especially he's trying to talk Chrysanthemum down. Um, and the second part was I loved the part when he was like, Qui-Gon, give me strength, like Master mm. Qui-Gon, like guide me through the force. Right. And it was just like you can tell that he's trying to commune with the force and with yeah. Qui-Gon. Um, while he's on a Tatooine, while he's meditating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two things I really enjoyed of like nice little hints at like the force and how it works and like who he's trying to connect with and yeah. what yeah. is he doing on Tatooine in all this time. Like I assume that the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to take place around this sort of time with Obi-Wan where yeah, he's not yeah. gray haired yet, but he's kind of been there for, you know, 10 years ish. And uh-huh. he's in that middle of like conflicted. How do I do this? Like, trying to connect with that extra bit of force with Qui-Gon, See, you know? One last point I want to make with this, because I don't want to be too long on it, but it's stemming off of Dan's point right there, where it goes to show, especially that the old councils, and a lot of them, had no clue what they were talking about. <laughs> no position to do anything like that. Because yeah. you see, who was a master and on the council at that point too, where he's just learning these things now. And these are these are the things that a master should, if not have a grasp of, know. Mm. And even Yoda, towards the end, where he was just finally figuring that stuff out. And just like, you've been grandmaster for how long? And you yeah. didn't even know that, right? Like, what what is this rank then? Because to me, it sounds like bullshit. You're all still mm. knights pretending at being one. So Anakin had a right to be pissed off because none yeah. of you were any better positioned than him. And it, right. it brings up some, yeah, and it brings up some questions, especially with, you know, the council we know of now, even with High Republic, because now we know that Yoda's not the only one. It's like, Yaro Poof, what the hell have you been doing for 200 years? Yeah. You've been on the council for this long? He doesn't what? say anything ever. He's just like this background yeah. character. He's so. just he's just some guy with a long neck and a tiny head. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's kind of sad that it took so much destruction for them to, to finally mm. just get them that sense of humility that they are supposed to already have and be like, yeah, you know, nothing, John but Snow. yeah, you want to, you want to elevate yourselves <laughs> and you're like, Oh yes, I have mastery. Of it. No, you don't. No, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> and for you to think you do and sit there and it's like, I must deal with the politics of this. It's like, no, I, so I'm actually kind of getting more sympathetic for Yoda in the high Republic to mm. be like, you're still on your journey. You're still trying to figure things out. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Things are happening right now. I wish you were a little more involved, but from the pure jedi aspect of it and learning and all that i can get a little bit more of an mm. appreciation but see it takes a combination of legends and canon to be yeah. able to do that yeah. if you only have one or the other you're not gonna understand it yeah which plus is infuriating yeah plus if he was on the council currently he'd have to listen to terry rosas bullshit but uh essentially the jedi but, council's like you have no experience or knowledge, yet we grant you the rank of master. Yeah. yeah. The chosen one? No. no. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. 
the, like, the it, one, they make anybody turn to dark side fuck right seriously the one thing ironically with the dark side that this does kind of make me appreciate a little bit more as well is jumping back to swotor as we seem to do a lot man i used to think the dark council was just the worst version of the jedi council ever because they're just a bunch of idiots these infighting idiots who just constantly whittle their own numbers down and then fuck off to do their own stuff yeah. and not actually help the sith empire they are literally just the mirror image of the Jedi Council at this point, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only difference is they're not doing stuff for their own gain. You know, the Jedi Council isn't doing stuff for their own gain. They just sit around and don't do anything while the Dark mm-hmm. Council goes off and murders a bunch of their own people. It shows, like, the similarities mm-hmm. between, like, the Jedi Council and the, like, the Republic Senate and the Imperial Senate. Like, it's just a lot of politics that literally goes nowhere. And, like, in terms of humanity, like, that's one of the things that, like, you need, like, a overseeing council of some sort but it's never the most efficient way of doing things because it, it just it, it just always everything becomes... bogs down into like little tiny fucking discussions about minutia. the stupidest minute yeah minutia yeah it, they, they all become irrelevant incredibly quickly like yeah. we because we do see on the councils right there's usually one or two people who are actually good at stuff right whether right. that's darth mar or you know satil well even though she's got her own pack of secrets that kind of are weird for yeah. her grandmaster but you know or yoda or anybody else right like mm. there's one or two competent people and then you're just surrounded by idiots like kiati mundi mm. so it's i mean it's interesting just to kind of see how everything goes but yeah. uh yeah I, I don't know do you guys have any other thoughts on the first issue i loved how obi-wan had friends that were banthas it was great <laughs> uh, he, end, he's, like, he's already why are you feeling sad today you know like but... you're looking pretty good good for you <laughs> it's like he's slightly yeah. losing it it adds to the myth that everybody says this crazy yeah, old exactly. guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. It was like, there's that little hint. Like, if someone saw him doing that, obviously they'd think he's fucking baddie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, they're they're starting it off right. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So, from here, because like we said, this has no impact on the rest of the story. So, getting into the main plot of Last Flight of the Harbinger, we start from a Stormtrooper's perspective now. And we start specifically from the Stormtroopers we saw at the end of Rebel Jail. So, the Stormtrooper with the lightsaber and all that kind of stuff. And their whole mission is they basically shoot down a rebel transport, land on this basically abandoned city that has nothing but rebels on it, and start blasting their way through it to get to what they're going for, who is an admiral that he's not super relevant yet, but he will be. But the entire time we're getting a lot of detail and backstory on the this stormtrooper commander of this task force, and we basically learn that it's the same story as one of the Warhammer 40k Primarchs. He was born a slave. He just watched people die his entire life, and he thought he was going to die, and there was no help, and there was no hope, and he watched everyone he loved die around him until one day the Empire came down and liberated the planet, and from there he, he like, loyally joined up and, you know, has been serving them ever since and all this other kind of stuff. And he basically goes on to be like, look, the rebels say that they're fighting for something, but they're just a bunch of chaotic terrorists. Don't believe anything that they say as they're kind of butchering their way through the rebels and uh, kind of doing this elite stuff. So we learned that they're also an elite stormtrooper task force. Ironically, since, you know, what we're covering right now, TV show wise, they're called Task Force 99. Or Scar Squad. Yeah, Scars. They're Mm. part of the Scar. Yes. Stormtrooper Commando Advanced Recon, I think they called it. But yeah, so they kind of go through, they they have a final showdown against this like modified AAT that the Rebels are using to get down uh, with the lightsaber that he has. And we do find out why he has it, and I did actually buy it, and we'll get there soon. But it's an interesting thing. It makes you a little bit more sympathetic to the Stormtroopers and the Empire, which is kind of nice. Like I was saying before, if anybody knows about Warhammer 40k, it's just a happier version of Primarch Anger on story. 
yeah, overall, it was pretty neat. It, it gets you to actually feel something for the characters, which I thought was really interesting. And there's also a part where he basically is saying, like, I took over this unit. Vader let me do it. And I need to prove myself to them. They still don't trust me yet. But their last sergeant didn't have a lightsaber as he just yeah. like, cuts the AAT cannon. But yeah, I think I thought it did a good job in making me sympathetic towards him. And especially once we learn more about him later on, I thought that kind of added to it really well. But yeah, that kind of wraps up issue two. So yeah, from there, we jump to the next issue, which is basically a rebel assault on a Star Destroyer. And the Falcon is kind of leading the bombing run, which I was like, you couldn't spare any Y-Wings. But I mean, that's fine. We get to see Han and Leia bickering like they always do as uh, Luke and Wedge are doing their best to with our Red Squadron to just clear out everything in their path. They have an interesting strategy where basically they hit the back of the Star Destroyer with proton bombs. Proton bombs that look like proton like torpedoes. Like the neck of the Star Destroyer, I would call it. Yeah, yeah, on the back. Yeah, the very back of the neck. And then uh, they try to pull a slightly less high-stakes version of the Death Star, mm. where they try to, to detonate the main reactor or overload the main reactor. So Wedge fires, barely misses. Luke ha Luke hits it, but he hits it by flying his X-Wing into the Star Destroyer. Poor, poor Dameron and, maneuver here, essentially. Uh, yeah, but like... Killer? Yeah, but like less Mary Sue because he actually crashes his X-wing into the Star yeah, Destroyer like, to get it done. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so we get a we get a moment where because of course the commander of the Star Destroyer is like, uh, what kind of idiots attack a Star Destroyer with starships? Those fools! Blast them from the sky! Yeah. and then when they realize when they realize the reactor's overloading, he's like, uh, uh, because <laughs> they have this moment where like the reactor's got seven minutes to overload. We have just enough time to escape. What do we do? And he's like, uh, 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 uh yeah. ship. Yeah. yeah, so they abandon ship. Oh my god! Falcon flies in. And they actually on passes the guys as they're running away. It's like, hey, nice ship you got. They run in and basically what it looks like is that they're trying to get the reactor under control. It doesn't work. And the reactor blows and the whole Star Destroyer blows up. As the last remaining Imperial forces fly away, they try to pick them off, but some get away. And we get the scene that Ed was talking about in the non-spoiler discussion, where as they've lost the Star, Destro the Star Destroyer, the command crew is sitting in, in the Imperial ship. And uh, one of the like second in command goes, uh, Commander? You have a call coming through from um, Lord Vader, and the commander goes, "Ah, pass me that blaster, will you?" And it just cuts. <laughs> it just cuts. Cuts. Doesn't, go, doesn't go back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we know what happens to him. It was so good. <laughs> he, he, he hasn't seen what happens to to Admiral yeah. uh, uh, Nita. 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 Yeah. Nita. Yeah. yeah so Nita. it's just like because Piet does some dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. Piet, <laughs> Piet, Piet doesn't die to Vader. No, he does not. <laughs> But he's just like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, this, yeah. no finger squeeze. I, I, yeah. I'll do myself. <laughs> yeah. Apology accepted, Captain Nita. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that part was great. But okay. uh, yeah, so a, a, as it turns out from there, we learned that uh, they didn't actually all die. Obviously, Luke, Han, and Leia didn't die in the Star Destroyer explosion. They jettisoned the main reactor before it blew and had it explode with the spare parts canisters. So it looked like they lost the Star Destroyer, but they're actually trying to retrofit it and work have it work and we learn as i was explaining in in the synopsis basically there is a rebel allied planet called terrain 7 that was helping the rebellion up until the death star uh just after the death star explode yeah just after the death star destruction but they're being blockaded now because the empire has learned that they were helping them so akbar dadana and mon mothma are basically like, we need to help them somehow. How are we going to do it? And Luke and Leia are like, what if we steal a Star Destroyer? And Mon Mothma's like, if anyone else said that, I'd say they were fucking crazy. And get a psychology, like, yeah. Yeah, but you two could probably do it. 
Yeah. So that that kind of explains how they did this. They have the skeleton crew that's helping them, and they're waiting for an admiral to arrive to basically take command of the Star Destroyer and help them get to Tarine 7 and have them... They basically just want to jump the Star Destroyer in so that they won't suspect anything, blow up the bases on the, on Tarine's moon so that the Empire won't have a garrison base anymore, and that'll liberate the planet because they'll run out of supplies. So that's kind of what's happening. They're trying to get it working. And we get an interesting kind of aside in this book where Han and Leia are just at each other's throats. It's basically the same There's thing. There's so much Han tension there, five. it's ridiculous. There's, yeah, it's, it is really ridiculous. Like, they're almost angrier with each other than they were in Episode Five. Oh, 100%. For no reason. Yeah, right? It's just kind of there. It, it was a little bit weird, but it basically it culminates it, with... Yeah, like, they're, they're bickering with each other kind of come to a boiling point where they're basically like, look, we need someone to be captaining the Star Destroyer until the Admiral shows up. And Han's like you know what, fine, I'll race you for it. And Leia's like, no, that's stupid. I, why would I race you? That doesn't make any... And then she kicks him in the shins and starts running. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wow. You know, the most ridiculous right, chase like <laughs> scene between both of them trying to get to yeah, the bridge. Yeah. It's like, and oh my God. Try, yeah, because they basically have like whoever gets to the bridge first wins. So yeah, we get this ridiculous back well, and forth where it's... It really is asinine. Like she runs through a hangar bay, and like Han hits her with a speeder bike to like, and, like slow she, her down. She as dumps you know, a pot oh, of stew and, on her. On yeah, him? yeah, and we we get a thing from that that before that happened, Leia dumped the hot stew on him to try and slow him down. So, yeah, he each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you want to take over, Captain? Dumb. By the time you get there, none of you's gonna be fit to be. I appreciate, yeah, you, I appreciate the like the the playful candor between them, and like you know, like it's like the competition thing, but like it gets yeah. a little out of hand. It really does. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so Han has burn marks. Leia might have broken broken bones from getting hit with a speeder bike yeah. yeah it's just like and then leia and then goes she, out into space yeah she goes, out, she goes into space while a bunch of other shit's happening yeah. she pulls a mass effect yeah thing. And I'm, when i saw i was just like what the fuck are you doing yeah <laughs> it's like oh, you left the ship you vetoed the competition now yeah. because he's still on there so you are not yeah. captain you've run away what the hell is this oh but i made it here before you, oh, i'm sorry does the does the does the bridge have like this opening to space? What was the other thing? I was like, where's the airlock that you got in? <laughs> yeah, 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 right? yeah. Like you have to go all the way back to the fucking hangar. I'm sure what, there's what like some there? sort of jettison like area that you have the near there. Yeah. Exit. Okay, so depressurize that and send everybody out, but you made it back in. We do get yeah, a good right? a, a nice moment between them though after that fact, like after she becomes captain. Yeah, I think no, yeah, get to, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that part. But yeah, so like while this ridiculousness is happening, Luke and Chewbacca and R2 and 3PO are trying to help get the Star Destroyer up and running because they're actually doing their fucking jobs. Uh, but <laughs> we, we get this we get this moment. Kasana Solo is there, too, and I've been or Sana Staros is there, too, and I've been trying to ignore her as long as I can. Yeah. But we get this we get this moment that like she's she's OK for most of this comic. She's just kind of there because she wants the money which sure Makes I get sense. it. Yeah. But then she has this moment that I really don't like where she's talking with Luke and Luke's listening to what's happening. He's like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, we've got a ship to run. And Sana's like, well, clearly they're just super in love with each other. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck gave you the script to episode five? <laughs> I, th I think like, <laughs> there she was just, she's just jilted speaking like this. So she's bitter right. as hell. And when you see something like this, you're just like, Fuck you, Leia. I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Well, I, I don't think she has feelings I, for I, Han I, anymore that's at this my point. Fake husband. Absolutely yeah, not. Like, no, no. But at the same time, it's just like oh, you're having fun. Look at them. I'm here stuck doing this dumb shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just yeah. pure bitterness coming from just her. Just wants to get the fuck out of there. Especially because everybody forgets how young Luke is still. Yeah. It's oh like yeah. That's not just gone. He's about twenty years old. Right, Jeezy's just like, yeah, I'm just, what are they doing? And him growing up in a backwater shelter like that, it's just like... Mm. I love her comment weird. where she was like, she, he's like, what the hell are they doing? And she's like, you know what? 
They're they're I'll, you know I'll doing. Explain when you're older. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was, that I was a little funny. I thought the it was same funny. Age as Leia. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, but yeah. So basically, like that's all happening, and at a certain point, Luke decides to go out on patrol, and uh, Sana goes with. Oh, they, they have like they, a target, like something comes up on the radar or something, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So something's approaching, right? So they're going to go check it out as for their patrol. And yeah, basically, as that's happening, like a bunch of things happen at the same time. They find the ship that the Scar Squad had chased down and the Admiral is tied to the front of it. That's so Sana just immediately blows it up. Dude, I was like, well, it, that's a sign. This dude, so he's on there. They they tied him up in Atmo. Yeah, yeah. so off. he's frozen to the thing. He got <laughs> space keel hauled. And yeah, that yeah. is terrifying. Like, While he was still alive, you, yeah. Like, yeah. well, well, if the way heel hauling works, just a seafaring mm-hmm. thing, pirates here, you tie somebody either on a rope, yeah, and drag them through, or you tie them to the the About. like the underside of the ship, mm. and you just skid it along shadow oh shallow water yeah. so by the time you pull them up they're just shredded because that's, that's seabed and coral yeah, the and, coral and rock. Just, yeah. It, it looks you no matter who it is you never want to see it happen because that should not happen to another human being yeah or mm. being. this is a little less uh, brutal no it's worse <laughs> i mean they it's basically worse. took like they were out of no they weren't if he if they had to go through atmo he would have died like he would have burnt her crisp. So they were in space when this happened. Took yeah, him out free- while he wasn't, and then just flew well, through space until they died, until they froze. To yeah, death. but you're, that means you're freezing and burning yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's it's yeah, still it's still terrible. As, as all the fluids in your body boil Freeze. and harden at once. Why, yeah. would, why would they boil? I'm surprised uh, because with no with no um, fuck. What's the word I'm looking for? What's that thing we're destroying with no ozone layer to protect you from the UV rays? Your body oh, is it's boiling from the sun, yeah. but the U, the pure UV rays are hitting you directly, sure, so you're yeah, literally yeah. boiling and freezing at the same time. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. And because yeah, guess... it's, it's yeah, it's like negative a thousand degrees in space. Yeah, but any UV rays are just coming straight through you. Yeah, that's right. True. So the radiation is hell, and like yeah. I guess it's it's Star Wars like. So they won't really show like that, but he should have been like some weird blowing. Well, he had a ghastly yes. face, yeah. kind of. No, but he should have. Oh, yeah. he, he was just oh, no. like the gas expand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. he should have been like all kinds of Mutated, messed up. Like, yeah. He shouldn't have been recognizable by that. Yeah, moment. yeah. So um, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So so Santa destroys the corpse, destroys the ship, and at the same time we're getting a conversation. And this is the part that Dan was talking about, where we get a, a nicer moment where Han and Leia are still kind of bickering, but at one point Leia turns to Han and goes, "Look, I need a helmsman." I don't know how to fly ships that well. You do. Can you take over? And Han's like, he's like, okay, oh, you're being finally, serious. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. like, okay, you're being serious now. Yeah, I'll fly the ship. Yeah. So we get that basically as it turns out, like they're trying to figure out what the ship was and why the admiral was was uh, keel hauled to it. As we realize, it's a distraction because the Scar team is sneaking on board as that happens. Um, and then from there, the next two volumes are basically the Scar squad is slowly sabotaging the Star Destroyer. So Sana, Luke, and a group of engineers go down to try and figure out what's happening. And the Scar Squad, they're actually pretty good. They're almost more effective than they're the more Bad effective Batch. at this point, <laughs> from what we've seen, yeah. Because they never got caught until their plan actually started. But basically, the Scar Squad launches three ambushes at the same time, where their heavy weapons guy ambushes the, the reactor control room and finds it's just R2 and 3PO. So he's like, what? okay, there's nothing here. Uh, <laughs> the, the second squad ambushes the bridge and basically starts uh, having this intense firefight with Leia and Han. And the last member 
the last squad basically ambushes Sana, Luke, and the the engineers and starts going to work with them, except Luke gets cut off from the rest of the group and the sergeant starts dueling him immediately. Yeah. And uh, he, he starts referencing the fact that he knows Luke as they start fighting, which is kind of interesting. So a lot of stuff happens. Basically, Sana and her group space the stormtroopers to try and get them out. It, like, half works. It doesn't really work, honestly. Yeah. Sana's the only one who really survives it. But Luke, as he's fighting the guy, realizes... Oh shit! You're Creel. You're the guy. I, you're the guy who taught me how to fight with lightsabers on Nar Shadda. And Creel's like, "Yeah, you're still pretty shit at it." And he, starts like, <laughs> yeah, he starts like beating Luke. And so basically, what happens is Luke manages to, or Creel beats Luke, and also reveals that Vader's the one who sent him to do this stuff. As we realize, basically, the Harbinger comes out over Tarine Seven bashes its way through the two Star Destroyers and is starting to get to the base, but as the X-Wings launch to try and defend it, Vader shows up to start blowing them out of the mm -hmm. sky. So Creel's about to beat Luke until Luke force pushes him away and buries him under a bunch of rubble. And that force push, because he gets emotional it was, it, it, and he, he shakes the whole Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. He Which shot, is he, so good. He, like Han, Han feels it from the bridge, right? And as soon as it happens, Vader's like, Creel, what the hell? Did you just did you get him? What just happened? And Creel's out like a light. Yeah. So basically... Sana manages to take down the stormtroopers that she was fighting. She doesn't kill any of them, though. She just is only able to take them out. Luke thinks Creel's gone, so he runs to the hangar bay to try and help. And uh, Han and Leia also kind of do something similar, where Han hurls a thermal detonator to blow out all of the windows on the Star Destroyer, sucks them both out. I guess they're in Atmo because they don't die. Yeah, because they have like the face mask on, but like their face is out in space. They're only out there for about, I would say, 10 seconds, which is about the same amount as time as Kanan and Rebels, if you remember that, where he kind of jumps to the space station into the other area. So like, I can kind of believe it, but like they have an argument before Sonic. Yeah, exactly. Like there's not like a, yeah, they have a long argument as Sana basically gets into the Falcon with Chewie, gets out, everyone abandons the Harbinger except for R2. Luke literally is just like, sorry, R2, I don't know what the fuck you are, but I have to do some stuff. So he gets in and flies and starts hitting the moon bases. And Sana comes by and picks up Han and Leia as they're arguing. And she's literally like, look, I can come back later if you guys are just going to keep arguing. Yeah. But Luke hits the bases, destroys them. The Harbinger's going down. R2 gets in an escape pod. Somehow they pick him up. I don't know how. Yeah, it doesn't but, really explain that part. Yeah, no, and so... R2, man. Yeah. Yeah, right? I, that's true. That's true. But Luke and... Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the comic kind of starts to come to a close with Luke and Vader have a standoff. They're flying towards each other, and Vader's like, yeah, I want you to hit me. Come on, do it. And uh, <laughs> Luke's about to do it, and Leia's like, Luke, we have to... There's people. Yeah. We, we have some shit we have to get done. And he's like, all right next time and he, he yeah he goes into hyperspace they escape and uh yeah afterwards scar squad kind of reassembles themselves uh and is talking with vader they're smart they're talking with vader over hollow <laughs> i mean you still get him over hollow <laughs> it's true but they're like yeah, we're not reporting him directly yeah and scars they're basically like look i'm just, i'm sorry vader we failed I lost my arm. Well, he had a mechanic arm in the first place. We took some hits. We hit them back. We're going to get them next time. And Vader's like, you failed. You know I don't tolerate failure. And he goes, hey, Vader, we got we're Scar Squad. Even when we fail, we get too. something. And it, mm -hmm. it kind of pans to reveal that, of course, C-3PO got captured during the attack because <laughs> yeah. he's fucking C-3PO. Also, uh, <laughs> the Scar Commander, Scar Commander dude, Sarge, mm -hmm. he, his arm gets, I think, torn off by Luke throwing him. Like that's where his, he loses his arm. Well, it, the the Crushing a bunch of the rocks and shit crushes metal arm basically. I thought it was like, I, I thought he had like a normal arm, and then he threw him, 
all that stuff fell on him and then he finally gets up and out of like out of panel like in that time difference his arm was replaced by a mechanical arm is that not oh that's fair Could i think be. that's what I happened know, he, he said, he, i lost my arm but we had no indication that he like had well, a metal arm beforehand armor on so i guess it would depend i don't remember if he had a metal arm or not in yeah i don't think he did because he was off. shirtless and he had two normal arms oh oh you're right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the red he's also because i i was surprised by this but i looked it up afterwards he's human he's got all this red burned you know wrinkly skin so i assumed he was like no, he was just something close he's been to fucked a up a lot blood but yeah he's just a uh, messed up human but yeah that's a good point i guess he did get his arm crushed and then had to get it replaced but yeah that's basically where we wrap up that synopsis yeah overall like we were saying beforehand this it's a pretty fun book i mean it's almost filler but it's nice to be able to see some things that we know are going to happen getting better like luke learning how to actually be a jedi mm. and han and leia's whatever um <laughs> lover's quarrel <laughs> yeah it's just uh, there's a lot of nice stuff in there um it's a good filler between yeah. episode four and five and that's what like yeah. this whole series mm. is that it takes place before between episode four and five yes yeah, yeah. like all these 75 issues so man I, was, I just had to say like that that part where the big huge stormtrooper special guy um oh, goes Zook. into the reactor but yeah Zook. he goes in, he goes into the reactor but it's just like yeah there's nothing here just two droids and, and i mean three people's already like oh god and of course r2's just there talking yeah yeah i was gonna bring this up yeah, yeah talking <laughs> shit. it's like no 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 no, no. you're surrendering like, no, no, too no, yeah, no, we're yeah. Sur you're surrendering he's like i'll fuck you up yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I love where, yeah you don't we don't know what he says but yeah exactly like, he yeah. he's like no 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 we're surrendering he's like, you know or like yeah fucking bring it yeah. Yeah, i also love You're the part shit. i love the part when they have the tech tech equivalent like trying to yeah. hack in and like take control of the harbinger and then he's like yeah. i don't know who's rerouting my stuff but every time i do it he's one step ahead of me who is this guy i want to meet him and shake his hand but then shoot him in the face with a gun and then it's, yeah. and it, and cuts it cuts back to r2 is fucking with the control. yeah and i was just like and, and three feels like three feels like we have to go what, what are you doing yeah what do you mean you're, you're goes, saving the yeah, ship you yeah. no he goes what do you mean you're protecting your ship this isn't your ship and then he's also piling it later because the bridge is all fucked yeah, right and the then he's and then R2's right. basically yeah. like flying the ship and also shooting at everything yeah and i'm like r2 this, you crazy fucking droid this yeah. was the droid of the jedi who knew no fear I fucking you think love he's it. gonna give a fuck about anything going on and it's yeah. like i can take this i just love how the tech <laughs> equivalent was just getting his shit like fucked with like it was so good I love Connor, this. I could do this. He can't fuck with me. I could do this. He can't there, fuck there's with a, me. I'm there's a funny. Too. There's a funny meme that I saw a couple days ago that I felt like it adds to like why R2 so hell like gung ho on doing this. Yeah. Where it's yeah. it's like a little meme from uh, the Death Star trench run after Vader shoots R2. Where I mean, granted, you know, R2 doesn't know who sh who shot him, but it's R2 going, dude, what the hell? I thought we were friends. Why did you shoot me? Yeah. And Vader's <laughs> like, bitch, I invited you to my wedding. Yeah. And you left me to burn on Mustafar. You left with old. Obi Wan, yeah. you piece of shit. Like, and this it's is the cat and the lady all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was really funny because that's a good point, right? If they'd known who each other was, it's like, what? Like, and, but Anakin knows. He, well, I don't know if Anakin knows he's shooting R2 in that moment. Yeah. But if they'd known, it would have been something like that, right? So I, I like to think in my head is R2 being like, knowing Vader is outside doing stuff, being like, look at what I can do. Beach. Maybe he shouldn't have shot me, huh? Yeah. Piece of shit. Like, I'm also. So I'm still me. I'm still real. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of droids, at the very end of this, like C-3PO getting captured and now having to go over to Darth Vader, he made C-3PO. Yeah. So it's like, so that's gonna be, so that's it's going to be, be a, a fun shot. reunion. It's going to be an interesting mm -hmm. little uh, tidbit there.
if he because... rec- if he recognizes that it is C3PO, like I don't know how you wouldn't at this point. It's, it's why I can appreciate C3PO becoming like an intelligence mastermind. Yeah, at, later on. At the end of everything. Mm. It's like all the shit you've been through, all the situations you've been through, and being a protocol droid, and you, you holding fast to that no matter what. It's just like, mm. were you playing the long game all along? Just this collecting nah, he wasn't. He fails well, upwards like Buggy in One Piece. It's 100% well, also, the fact. You also, you also have to keep in mind that at this point, even if they do meet... 3PO is not going to recognize Vader because he has his mind wiped. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. But he knows who he like. He's going to say like, "I'm C-3PO, human cyborg relations." And Vader's just going to be like staring at him. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, because he's not going to know it's Anakin, right? But I'm assuming Vader's going to recognize him. Yeah, he's like, "You're still working." It's like, "Damn, I do good work." Fuck. Now the interesting. (laughs) the suit stuck so bad. Yeah. Because he didn't build it, that's why. <laughs> One of the things I just want to bring up, and I think I know we've already kind of talked about it, but like this comic was released in 2015, and we get proto mm. like this is like the only thing we had of the Bad Batch at this point when this was released was the previs stuff that was shown at the convention, maybe. Mm. And so this is like proto like Bad Batch, like yeah, um, yeah. Um, Clone Force 99 type stuff. Mm. It um, is ironic, yeah. Right. So like it is kind of interesting that they kind of they had more members. I think they kind of split Hunter up into like two or three different characters. And then they had basically one-to-one for everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really interesting to see Task Force 99 do their shit. And like, it's actually going well. And like that that first comic that we got in issue number two in this comic mm-hmm. volume, that it's like, it's setting up Scar Squadron and more specifically Sarge in this. Yeah. And I just thought it was, you know what? Like, I like Task Force 99. I have nothing against them. I think they're a really cool foil for the main main cast of characters luke han leia mm. chewbacca all that like but this, oh yeah like this this is the best way to show the empire being gray or and the this war being gray right like we were talking before about uh the stormtrooper on solace where it's yeah. like another way to show that it's a good way of being gray you don't do it i don't mean to bash on it immediately but it's obviously the first thing i think of you don't do it by having some guy show like oh my god these guys are selling weapons to the first order and the yeah. resistance oh maybe it's not as black and white yeah. no you DJ, just yeah. you show yeah stupid scenarios that's it yeah stupid cheap bullshit like that no you show actual people Human, that are good on both sides yeah. and you understand the reasoning i mean creel has a pretty good reason for joining the empire oh the yeah public didn't do shit to help him no. As he like, as he points out, it's the Empire who liberated his planet and helped them. Of course, from Kept that point from of slavery. view, yeah, freedom from slavery gave him a purpose, gave his life meaning, stopped him from dying. Obviously, you're going to be on their side and see them as good. And then these guys come up and start, you know, murdering your friends. Because he even points out, like, I made my, I made my first friend. Yeah. We're both in the academy. He wanted to see the galaxy. He was a good kid. The first mission we got deployed on, he got shredded by Rebel Mortis before he even yeah. left the ship. Like as he was yeah. coming down yeah. the ramp. He got yeah, he got like saving private Ryan at the yeah. beginning with with the boats basically. And it's like obviously you understand his reasonings. You can see he's still the rebel side, but it's a good way of showing gray. I mean, Rogue One does a really good job of yeah. that too, right? Yeah. Where it's like, look at Saw Gerrera's rebels. Hell, look at the people under Kraken. Yeah. yeah. Like Cassian, right? Where or uh, is that Dra- I can't remember that guy's Draven Draven. Uh Draven, yeah. Draven, yeah. yeah. Where yeah, he's just like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna twist the bone yeah. you, you fucking do it, you do it. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. this sick dude. It's, it's good. Go it's a good dichotomy. Dad, kill him. Yeah. It twists yeah, what your exactly. empire views are a little bit. Yeah, and that's that's how you do good gray stuff, right? You show, don't tell. You can't explain it like he does. Yeah. But you don't just be like, look, everything's gray. The message is gray. Are your subverted expectations good yet? 
Just like, Jason no, Aaron does actually... a good job with the story in this and like the character yeah, development yeah. for everybody. I find like even mm -hmm. Sana Staros. Mm -hmm. Like I know you don't like her at all, but like she starts to become this was her least infuriating. But then she yeah. starts to become a character that you can kind of understand more now. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> like she's only there for the money, right? Like cool. yeah, yeah. That's her but thing. She's she's a smuggler. Like she's a, a scoundrel, and she wants the money, right? And that's yeah. why she's there. The only reason she's staying with these crazy knuckleheads of rebels is for that money that she has been yeah. owed from Rebel Jail. She, she's got one good line. Is it from Rebel Jail? Thought, oh yeah, that's right. It yeah. is. She's got one good line, which is when she's facing off against the the stormtrooper yeah. in the airlock. The stormtrooper's like, "What the? Like, what are you doing? You're a smuggler. Why are you even here?" And she's like, "Look, you spend enough time around these rebels, you start to get as insane as they are." Yeah. I was like, okay, that that's that's neat. I buy that line, but yeah, I mean, like you're right. She has some good moments in this book. Like I said, she's at her least infuriating in this, and I at least understand her motivations as opposed to when they introduced her. Yeah, which is still garbage. It's just the I don't like. I don't know. I don't like the fact that she just looks at what's happening with Han and Leia, and she's like, clearly they're in love. And C three PO's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I love C three PO being a dumbass. That was so stupid. Yeah, I get it. Episode five is gonna happen. You don't need to just. Oh my god, shut up! It's just because that doesn't look like a relationship to me. I, it I looks like two people who fucking hate each other. Yeah, I would say. I like, mean, I from know. what she saw, I can understand it. From what happens after that scenario, no, I agree with you, Noma. Where they're like yeah. trying to murder each other. Yeah, yeah. If if she would have just been this, like you know, there's something there. I'm not quite sure, but it's weird. Mm. Like mm. even if you phrase it that way, it's just like exactly. You're you're hinting at something, but you can't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. Or if she if she cracked jokes because she cracks the joke to Luke, right? I'll explain when you're older. It's like, yeah. okay, you're. So if she's like, well, you know, if I had to bet, I would say this. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what like, it was. It just wasn't pr pr proposed as that, I guess. Yeah. No, no. Because she, she says to C three PO, this is two people who are madly in love with each yeah. other, but too stupid to do it to actually say anything about it. Yeah. So you're stating a fact. Yeah. If you say like, look, if I was if I was a betting woman and I am because I'm a smuggler. Yeah, just kind of rephrase her, rephrase right? her sentence. Yeah, make, make it make it less like she picked up the Empire Strikes Back script and leafed through it. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that was my biggest problem. Problem. I want to say I think the stealing of the Star Destroyer is a fun fun idea. Um, Dude, yes, it's been done in Legends, I believe, a few times. Oh, it's been, it, oh it's, yeah. <laughs> man, it, it was reminiscent. We played Squadrons, and you do the same damn thing, except yeah. we weren't trying to fire at the reactor. We were just trying to open a hole at the yeah. at the back of it, right? Was yeah, doing yeah. this again. That's why he wanted to do it again mm. because he saw it happen, and he's like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna do it." I love how Wedge back. I love how Wedge is part <laughs> yeah. of this too. Like he's not just like this like other character. Like he hit target. It just wasn't enough yeah. to, to make the over the reactor overload. Yeah, right? he just wasn't. He just didn't have the force to help him. You know, right? Slam into the back of it and have the balls to do that. I guess he yeah. doesn't have. He doesn't have DM help. Basically, he had a really yeah. good role. Yeah, he's not the DMPC. Yeah, the, the DM wasn't like the DM was like, I you know, 15's okay, but like it's not. You needed a 16. You need. You know, you needed a 21. So screw yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you're gonna do? But um. Even with that, like the whole idea of okay, we have the reactor, we have to fool them, jettison the reactor. Yeah, that like, was cool. The timing on that, I like that. <laughs> I was like, you yeah. want, you want, you want to get rid of the thing part? Are you going to be able to have the? Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> so they, they talk about the secondary reactor and like going on like like sublight kind of thing and like cruising. Yeah. I um, did like how they at least mention that right it, yeah. it's not just yeah. like yeah let's wave that off the, 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 like, gone. okay yeah. great we're still fine what 
<laughs> yeah, the whole like, we I'm not even sure how we made that last hyperdrive jump. And then with Han being to Chewie, like, you said you could do it. What do you mean now you can't do it? <laughs> Also like how, how this works. I like how they made it seem like the Star Destroyer exploded and then came back to it later. I was like, this is exactly. what actually happened. And like yeah, yeah. as they jettisoned the thing, they hit hyperspace. Yeah. So it looked like the explosion happened and nothing's nothing left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. That's the way to do that, right? But I love the interactions between Han and Chewie like that. Because oh, yeah. the, what the hell do I mean? It's been a week. Part, yeah. Like you can and it's funnier in print. Because you can definitely fill in whatever the hell you want for Chewie. Yeah. And then yeah. it still works with Han. You don't want me to back. translate that. Yeah. yeah that well, point with Sana, she's like, yeah, you don't want me to translate that. And there's a funny part. One, the line I also really liked is there's one part where Chewie's just like raging because he can't get it to work. And Jen, 3PO goes, why are there so many words for bloodshed? Yeah. Shree Rook. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, I like the part with Han where he's just like, Chewie, what do you mean? It's been a week. What do you mean you haven't gotten done? I've had this. I would have this whole ship done. Guns online. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. it was pretty funny. It's like you can you can tell that Jason Aaron, the writer for this, really mm -hmm. understood these characters and yeah, like yeah. could put their voices into the speech bubbles that they they had. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like he really does know the main cast of characters very well enough to make it believable that you're not like, would that be something that Han would do or say? Or, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, every character I felt was believable from, like, the main trilogy. Sure. Yeah, Aside from the chase scene. <laughs> I mean, but, like, up into episode five, like, you have that bickering. So, like, it kind of makes sense. I think to the degree that they were, like, dumping it's stuff the degree. on him. I think, yes. like, if it was, like, I hope he didn't get burnt. Like, if she would have said, like, I hope he didn't get burned by that stew that I jumped on the floor in front of him instead of on him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Or, like, that kind of thing. Or if, like, Han comes by and, like, Maybe she spins or something on on the spot, like nah. a cartoon. Like, instead of nah. getting, like, cleaved nah. off the side nah. of it. Like, you know what I mean? The reasoning for that is because up till five, like, they they don't like each other. And I'm going to hold to mm. that. Where it's just like, he sees her as some jumped up princess trying to do her own thing. Whatever. You don't know the galaxy. She sees him as fucking useless. And just know <laughs> for himself. Can't do a damn thing, but look out for himself. So fuck you. So from there, you get you get that. That's what I got in the chase. Where it's just like... Huh, you dickhead, I'm gonna throw this on you. I don't care if it burns you. Well, I'm just gonna hit you with a car. I Screw think you. <laughs> the way I see the relationship is like they're both Sundere for each other. Like it that's how I see Han and Leia. I, I, like I, I, starting I, here for sure, hundred percent. No, I get what you're saying, yeah. but I see it as that whole kind of it's like I'm gonna prove that my way is either just as good as yours or I'm better than you. Mm. And that's how that's it's a competition. It's, it's like a Sundere competition of like, I want to be better than you. And I'm going to show you that I'm better than you because it's, it's I'm playing hard to get. Like, it's literally that song. I love I hate you. Song, if, no, no. If, if it's the anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, yes. A hundred percent that as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like that in my mind has never brought it to the point of we are willing to cause physical harm to each other. I think if they yeah. took this situation and they changed up those like two main things were like the speeder bike and the stew and did something a little bit less violent. It'd yeah. be a lot more believable. That's all. That's the only like. If they, that's but yeah, that yeah that's basically about, like, that's about just, all it was. Han didn't yeah, need to hit her with the speeder. He already had yeah. the speed advantage. He could have just gone right past her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like yeah. one of the rebel troopers comes up and goes, "Are you okay, like Princess Leia?" 
And she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'll be okay. It's Give like, me a suit. Yeah. Okay. And like, but the same thing with the stew, right? Where it's like, like you, like, like you said, if it was anything else, or it's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it was overkill to lock off an entire section of the ship to slow him down. Yeah, yeah. Something exactly. like that, I could see him or but them like, doing, right? But, raised on Alderaan's princess, all that. When was the last time you threw stew on? Someone? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now all of a sudden you're gonna start because you're going down to his level at that. Like, well, screw mm -hmm. you. Okay. I'm gonna fight you at your game. I like their, I like their quarrel. I just think they went a little too far like, like the, the shin cheap shot i could buy yeah 100 oh, percent. that's a layer yeah. layer would totally that's, do that that's a little smuggling you should expect this you're smuggling you yeah, yeah. a little underhanded, yeah. underhanded diplomacy as it were yeah exactly right <laughs> aggressive negotiations it's not my yeah. fault you can see your own tricks coming like i could yeah. see it if instead of a speeder bike han was on like one of those like rebel transporters that get to like, your, your ship in the hangar bay or, and like just no. not her or something like something that's just not like, as fast because a speeder bike goes very quickly but like I want like one of those bag carrying things. Yes, yeah, where like you yeah, have like, like everybody sitting on it. Yeah, yeah. It's just gonna wax in there. It's just like, oh, you son of a bitch. It's, it's like the like, hover cart. It's a hover cart. Like, exactly. The hover it's cart. A, it doesn't yeah. vert, but you're just like, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, mean, I think back to but he's on this thing going. Wee. The idea was there. <laughs> the execution for those two scenes, not so much. But that I mean, that's a small mm. small thing compared to the whole scenario, mm. right? Like, yeah. I feel like we really enjoyed this comic in overall. Oh yeah, well, because you're right. For the rest of it, I bought their conversations. Right? It was just like the let's let's hurt each other was the mm, okay. That's kind of yeah, exactly. Kinda <laughs> weird. Can you imagine <laughs> in the next years? Where'd you get that bruise? Where'd you get that burn? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> that, I was, fell down. that was life scarring, huh? Okay. I fell I down the space stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, what? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're abusive. <laughs> oh God. But that's the thing, they're not, they're like, they're not physically abusive towards each other in episode five. Oh no. They oh, just no. bicker a lot, and that's fine, but yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Alright, I think that kind of wraps up everything we've got for our detailed synopsis. Uh, you're so, forgetting about something, dude. Am I? Dude, the droid dilemma at the very end. Where R2-D2 has to get to the X-Wing so, and put it up. Into the, let's head into the ring. It's rankings. canon! It's fucking canon! <laughs> there, there's it's such a, a, it's such a, it's such a like, kid comic. Nah. It's like the it's yeah. like at the end, the kid has a lot of fun. Like, yeah, yeah, as yeah, soon as I little... saw that, I was just like, back to yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I actually didn't even read it. I just I can tell you quickly what it was. It was so quick. It was like, uh, Leia, needs ha or Leia needs Luke to go do something on his X-Wing, like go out on his X-Wing and do a mission. And then Luke's like, okay, R2, you need to get to the ship and like boot it up and I'll, I'll meet you there, right? So it follows R2-D2 getting to the ship and he like runs into all these different droids and he has to like kind of veer around them and like all these rebels like going with like different cases and stuff in front of him. It's basically him just going through an obstacle course. And by the time he gets to the ship to boot it up, Luke's there. He's like, oh, like, thanks for getting here. But Leia just said the mission, like, everything's good. We don't have to go on the mission now. I hope you didn't try too hard. And then R2's like, fuck. And that's it. That's literally <laughs> it. But it's it's okay. definitely like your Saturday cartoon in, the, in like the newspaper kind of look to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just it's just a stupid fun comic, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, like I the comic definitely was already not. over at that point, so I, I didn't really go through it. But yeah, definitely not cool. worth the read if you're just looking for like canon material. <laughs> I don't know. I might go back because it's R two. So yeah, maybe yeah. we're just not yeah. getting the, we're not we're not getting the real R two that swears like a sailor and uh, is a monster yeah, behind the wheel. He beat bloops. He beat bloops quite a bit. <laughs> Oh, and any any time that it, if either R two or Chewie shows up, like they are the most belligerent. <laughs> a sailor in yeah. my head anyway because i have an answer for everything everybody wants to say when they mm -hmm. either beep or roar or whatever it is yeah and in my head it's 
it's a whole bunch of cussing going on. <laughs> time. Oh, okay, but, but productive like, cussing at the same time. It's like, yeah. It's like, show me where's that thing? It's like, fuck you think I'm trying to do over here? Yeah, Find yeah, a damn yeah. strip. Oh, yeah. well, no, don't, yeah. you don't have to think that seriously. Well, fuck you too. I'm working on this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very prideful cussing as opposed to Chopper's more psychopathic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Chop, Chopper for me is just Ken Tanker's old man, and it still yeah, yeah. works. And he's just like, Chop reading it, and he's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, can't get me young yeah. man." <laughs> That's actually the best voice for him. Holy shit! Uh, see, I just uh, call it psychopathic because of how many people Chopper laughs at when he kills the yeah. rebels. <laughs> Still got it. Yeah. yeah, when he when he like throws the stormtrooper off the off the uh, the landing platform on Lothal, he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watching him fall. Like, like, Jesus, Chopper. oh you, yeah. yeah. Like, Hera, like do you know what he's saying? Yeah, thing for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's like it's yeah, like yeah. Hera has like a bad translator for like what Chopper says, so it like makes it instead of like super sweary and psychopathic to like normal. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, she's got profanity filter on. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. She has safe search on Google. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh man. All right. So, welcome to the ratings section of this podcast. For as we said at the top. Volume 4, Last Flight of the Harbinger. And uh, this week, we're taking a little bit of a break from what we usually do, which is all right, this is the exact same thing. Although I guess we didn't do that on Adventures either. So let's start from the top, and I guess we'll move from there. So, Ed, what was your rating for Last Flight of the Harbinger? I gave this one 7.5. I really enjoyed it. It's not the best thing, because Dan actually got it, or both of you got it really right on, where it's like, this is filler-esque with still giving you story information mm-hmm. so it's one of those where it's like you could well it was you right no i'm just i'm shaking no, my head over just because of his fucking yeah. score <laughs> it's the first time oh, he's done it yeah all right i'll round it all right so for context i put 7.25 <laughs> You gotta go. Point five Christ. is the most we can do decimals, boys. That's fair. Seven plus. Oh, no, get out of here. Seven seven point okay. nine 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 nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it was. It was. This is good filler. This is this is like mm. later on bleach filler where you actually enjoy looking at it because it's a it's a it's an interesting enough story. <laughs> Each pillar. Okay, Zompakto arc. I give it. I give you. I give you. I like that too. Persona Five Zompakto. That was fun. Hell like yeah, that. that's like that. that's the one you want to know about. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. At the same time, it's not going to harm you if you don't the read it. Get the fuck out of here. That's canon. That's Sorry, that's not canon. the, whole, the, whole, the vampire <laughs> one. I can't remember what it's called. No, how dare you throw shade on the bounce arc? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, fuck that shit. That was awful. Anyway, sorry. Continue, Ed. Sorry for the tangent, but Jesus. It's it's one of those where it's like you can miss it if you want. I say you shouldn't, but I'd understand if you're just like I just want to. I just want to get to the meat and potatoes of this thing. It's like it's mm. it's that's that's totally fine. Yeah, this is a nice story to go back to. Like you get a lot of these little moments in it where you can stop and be like, haha, that kind of made my day. Um, you get the cameos. You get some some um, some things you should and need to know. But other than that, I would say. It's more Star Wars if you're looking for more Star Wars. Yeah, and that's and the characters that you already know. Yeah, it's, it's not something that'll infuriate you. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't enjoy it, you'll be like, ah, that, that annoyed me. Like, no one take on it, kind of, where it's just like, yeah. you know, I've, there are parts that annoy me, but overall, like, you're yeah. not going to be pissed off with it or anything. Exactly. And I mean, I'll, I'll be blunt because I keep throwing shade on this forever. It's not Rebel Jail. 
Yeah. Like it's it's I think a, Rebel it's Jail, a lot Jail is Noma's last Jedi for the comic series that we've been reading. So far. So far. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, far. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's just like it's not lore breaking. I can understand the like what's happening with it, you know. It's interesting and like you guys said, it builds on stuff. So mm-hmm. I gave Last Flight of the Harbinger a seven. And honestly, it would have been a seven point five with Ed, but it get it I knock off the point five because like we were just talking about, I really don't like the physical harm that Leia and Han are inflicting on each other. Yeah, it's a little it's, unreasonable. See, that that's the only part that feels out of character for me. Like, but just by a little bit. Because mm-hmm. like we said, you could have tweaked it, would have been fine. I also did look back and we all did rate uh high republic volume one adventures the same thing so this is the first time (laughs) since then that we're giving it a different score but yeah seven for me overall you know i'm interested in seeing task force 99 again i'm interested in seeing where we're going to go from here and what else is going to happen i can't believe i'm saying this but i'm kind of interested in seeing what santa staros is going to keep doing with these people (laughs) and these main characters Mm -hmm. and just everything like the just overall in general this is i still feel like a good progression of filling in the time gap that we have between four and five yeah it's it's like i said if you didn't read this issue like this volume Mm. you wouldn't be missing out anything that's gonna like change canon it just reinforces the characters that we have already know in love yeah that's it it's a fun adventure the the more depth to to your character is the best right like yeah yeah. oh yeah why did you give it the rating you did then honestly everything that you guys said there's not much else i can really add to it it was a fun adventure and all believable, all fun. Stealing a Star Destroyer is great. We get a little bit of everybody. And there's a mm-hmm. nice cliffhanger at the end where we get C-3PO going to meet Vader, possibly. So I'm, I'm down. And Scar Squadron's not done. So they're, we're going to see them again, definitely. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, yeah, honestly, seven. And uh, that's, that's all I got, guys. That's all I got. Nice. All right. Now that we have finished up our rankings, let's head into the outro. Welcome to the end of this week's episode of Temple Archives. If you've stuck around this long, as always, thank you so much for listening. Next episode, we are going to be going into a book, and this is a book that we have talked a lot about and we've always got a lot of praise for. I've only read the beginning of it, so I'm interested in going back and and hearing it. But Dan and Ed, I think you guys have both listened to this before, so this will be a fun reread for you guys. It is Lords of the Sith. So we are going to be going back to Ryloth, as Bad Batch did. And kind of getting some fun stuff with, uh, from what I've heard, Cham, Vader, and Sidious. So this will be a lot of fun. If you guys have any questions or comments or queries or anything about the podcast or any of the books that we're doing or are going to do or anything you want us to review, there are a bunch of ways to contact us. We'd love to hear from you all. Dan, do you mind telling the listeners how they can get a hold of us? Yeah, you can get a hold of us uh, through the website at voiceoftheforce.com, as always. You can also email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at uh, on Twitter and Instagram at voiceforcepod. And you can also listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing with five stars and a comment really does help with visibility to have other people find the podcast and uh, if you follow or subscribe for free you'll get the latest episode as soon as it releases on the device just download it right away so there you go cool beans Mm -hmm. so once again from all of us here at voice of the force and temple archives thank you for listening 
and may the force be with you. Don't pour stew on your loved ones. <laughs> no, I mean, they're not your loved ones yet, so go for it, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> <laughs>